You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, hello again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. This is your Weekly Wrap-Up for Friday, February the 10th. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us is Eric Sprott. Eric, happy Friday. Hey, all the best to you too, Craig. Uh, sort of an interesting week. Uh, lots of... Uh Good action and some down days, but uh, all in all, I think uh, things were pretty good. Yes, you know, prices have been surprisingly strong. We were we were worried last week about China being closed and uh, the FOMC and the U.S. employment numbers, but we just plowed right through that, and we've been up most of this week as well. And now, Eric, we're starting to see that bleed over into, I guess we'll call it physical demand. The GLD is up almost 33 metric tons so far this month. What do you make of the global physical demand market? Well, it's been good, obviously. It was led, of course, by Europe. Uh, there's some um, German and English funds that have actually had quite a, a number of tons go into them. And, of course, you can understand their concern more than North American concern because they, they don't know whether the EU is going to hold together. And, of course, it's looking a little grim over there. Uh, one, because of the Greece situation, but two, because of the various political developments in uh, the Netherlands and France and uh, even Germany. The um, the number two party looks, you know, they're getting very close to Merkel's party in terms of uh, the surveys. So they've been buying all along. Now we've got the U.S. buying. I guess it was interesting that Stan Druckenmiller came in and said, oh, well, you know, I just said I should buy back the gold, which I think will have a lot of the mainstream people in North America thinking again, okay, well, uh, Stan's there, maybe I should uh, think about it. Uh, we've had pretty good buying in um, in uh, China. I mentioned this uh, gold ETF over there. Um, they've had some pretty big days this week uh, and, and some not so great days, but uh, no, no outflows for sure, uh, money, uh, money going in. Uh, also, I see that I've read some articles that the Indian jewelry demand seems to be coming back uh, to normal. And in fact, I think they're suggesting that right now it might be, the demand might be higher than it was this time last year. So it's come back uh, pretty fast. So I think generally the physicalness is is great. Uh, of course, I always have said that the there's more physical demand than there is supply all along, let alone that we have these new factors coming in. The one negative factor, of course, not by Chinese government did not buy any gold in uh, January. Um, so in the face of you know, that, that was used to be uh, 20 tons a month, which is 240 tons a year, so with 10% of mine supply, uh, that having gone out and prices going up is uh, pretty good. I hope that they do come back into the market here, but uh, the market's taking care of itself so far. You know, I wonder if that isn't on a, on a short term, that is lessening demand, but gosh, what that might be telling us in the long term certainly could increase demand with the way they're dumping treasuries and with the capital flight concerns that they have and what they're doing with Bitcoin over there. All of those things seem to augur some some internal capital issues in China, doesn't it? And maybe that'll impact markets around the world. Sure. Well, yeah, I think, and of course, the Bitcoin thing is the biggest thing, and it took its biggest hit this week um, where some uh, people were not allowed to get their cash back. Well, that's not a very good safe haven. Uh, so I would think it might drive a lot of people to gold uh, over there. Um, their, uh, their rates look like, the interest rates look like they're going up, so that's not good for the whole bond market over there. And obviously probably not good for the stock market. Uh, there was a very interesting article that, by the way, the Deutsche Bank did saying the reason that the world economy held together was because of the huge stimulus in 2016 that came out of China. 
And now that stimulus is almost in reverse. You know, we have these rate increases. They've drained liquidity out of the banking system. Uh, so that's one we got to watch for. And, uh, you know, if the bonds don't do well, the stock don't do well, you can't buy Bitcoin. Well, maybe everyone will just start buying gold and we can end the, uh, the short interest of all these commercial banks on the COMEX. You know, Eric, we've talked a lot about how much 2016 uh, appears to be almost identical to what we're seeing so far in 2017. We had a, a late year rate hike in 15, and then uh, the, instead of multiple rate hikes in 16, we only got one, and we had a big rally in the metals and the shares. It certainly seems like that's already how things are shaping up this year. Do you agree? Well, I mean, it's very, very analogous here. And, of course, I think the odds of the rate increases seem to be diminishing all the time based on the comments of the last FOMC meeting. Uh, plus, I think the economy's kind of stumbling along. We've had uh, weak car sales, uh, weak store sales. It's funny, the confidence is seemingly, super confidence seems to be high. <laughs> but in terms of spending, I don't think it's there. And I've seen that gasoline demand apparently is down. I think car loadings are down. There's all sorts of signs of it being down. I'm not so sure why everyone seems to be so confident because the guy, the average guy in the street is getting a minimum wage increase and there's no doubt there's a lot of inflation out there. So um, I, I think it will, sh- in that sense, shape up the same as uh, 16, which in the final analysis, GDP grew less than 2%. Uh, I can tell you that uh, there's definitely interesting times going on in the uh, the gold stock area, the equity area, that I finally see stocks reacting quickly to good news, whether it's drilling news or production news, uh, and 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 in meaningful meaningful ways, like not just little moves, but you know stocks that go up a couple of hundred percent in a week and a hundred percent in a month, and like there's some serious action going on in. Uh, in the gold and silver equity space. Well, Eric, I think that'd be a fun thing to finish our talk with uh, this week in that there's, I know there are a lot of folks on my side and I'm sure just about everybody listening to us probably has an interest in one way or another in the shares. They've seen the, the bottom in late 2015 after that terrible bear market. And then we had a huge rally with a lot of shares tripling, even quadrupling pull back into late last year to make a lot of uh, higher lows, and now here we are beginning to run again in 2017. A lot of folks are out there doing it on their own, Eric, trying to do their own evaluations and try to pick winners and, and obviously not pick losers. You're you're legendary as a, as a mining share investor, and you've obviously accumulated years of, of wisdom running your funds and, and picking stocks for yourself. It's just if you can, in generalities, what are some of your favorite fundamentals that you look at before deciding to to add a few shares from a certain company? Well, it's funny. I describe myself in the uh, in the equity market as as being a thief because uh, what you want to do is you want to steal value, and uh, that value can be in many ways. When you think of uh, uh, gold stocks, if you're thinking of a producer, you're trying to find a company where the production is either going to go up and people don't recognize it or that the margins are going to go up because the grade's going higher. And I I can tell you that the changing grade has a dramatic effect on earnings. You could go from, let's say a guy's mining um, five grams one year and uh, his cost of production is four of those grams. So he's making one gram and all of a sudden the grade goes to six grams. He doubles his earnings. You know, that's, that can have a stunning impact on, uh, on share performance. So you're looking for reasons that the production would go up that maybe the market's not buying into. 
you are looking for uh, drilling results where you can then imagine, okay, this guy could could develop this property and be producing 100,000 ounces today. Maybe two years from now, he's producing 200,000 ounces. So for sure, it should double. He doesn't even want to pay for it yet. So uh, that sort of thing, uh, you know, what do you pay for ounces in the ground? Now, ounces in the ground, uh, I'm, typically they can sell for 100 or 200 bucks an ounce when, when there's a takeover bid. But lots of times they'll be valued in the market at, you know, five or 10 bucks when the stocks aren't, uh, aren't doing too well. And, and of course the same thing applies if the price of gold starts going from 1200 to 1500, boy, those ounces in the ground become a lot more valuable because they're more economic all of a sudden. Maybe the guy's break even is 1200. So today they're worth nothing, but at 1500, the guy's making a lot of money and those ounces are then become worth a lot of money. So it's a matter of, Finding some metric, whether it's, you know, low cash, free cash, low multiple, low uh, uh, future earnings increasing, and the market's not uh, understanding why it would happen, uh, cheap ounces in the ground, somewhere where you're stealing some value that the market has adjusted to stocks that are mispriced. There's lots of opportunity to do that. So if, uh, if you're looking enough and reading enough, uh, you'll find those opportunities. And I would imagine you probably put a lot of stock in the management team as well. A lot of folks often tell me, you know, if they've done it before, they'll probably do it again. Is that something you, uh, I guess, believe in as well? Well, it's important to have a good management team. <laughs> but I do have a favorite phrase. The, the mine, the ore body, doesn't know who the management team is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and a lot of times, Craig, it's the ore body. The mid-range management has a tough time screwing up a great ore body. Yeah. So I yeah. think the, the ore body is the, the start of it. Yes, a bad management can screw it up. Uh, and yes, you want to have a good management team, but I don't start with that. Normally I start with, uh, it's the ore body you're starting with. What's the opportunity in the ore body? Uh, management can be replaced. <laughs> um, but it, it, you know, the ore body is, is what the ore body is. You know, nobody's going to change an ore body. So, so in, that's, uh, that to me is quite important. In that example, uh, Bill Belichick is management, but Tom Brady is the ore body. Exactly. The, the, but you can just see an ore body is already there, right? Whatever ore body they're going to be mine, they're already there. It's somebody's got to go find the thing and, and, and unravel it and figure, oh, my God, it's bigger than we thought. You know? and, right. Now, that takes a lot of skill. And and that skill is not always a management skill, right? That's that's a geologic skill. You can mm -hmm. have some geologist figure it out. He's not the CEO. He's the guy unraveling it, and that's a very important skill uh, to have. And I know I've had situations where I might send a geologist to see an ore body, and he could come back either positive or negative. But sometimes you know these guys don't understand how great this ore body is, and that's when you now have you can steal the value. Exactly. Exactly. Those are some great pointers, and I, I know everybody listening really appreciates it. Eric, it's been always it's always good to visit with you, and this has been particularly valuable, I think. But I, I think for now, we'll call it a day, and we'll visit again next week. Okay, great. All the best. And from everyone here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next Friday.